Hello, thank you for tuning in to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. I'm your host, Katherine Grady, back with another episode of the Fireside Broadcast. Today, we are addressing how to participate in normal activities in a not-so-normal situation. Because the COVID-19 cases are greater than ever before, cumulatively equal to or slightly more than the death toll of the 19-year Vietnam War, state precautions have understandably become stricter to protect the public. The combination of daylight savings and a stricter quarantine suggests individuals will likely soon start to experience cabin fever. How can one experience the joys of winter without putting themselves or others at risk? Today I am featuring my brother, Connor Grady, an expert skier and athlete, to discuss what skiing during the pandemic will look like. Hey Connor, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, so with the combination of the flu virus and COVID's tendency to spread faster during the colder months, what do you recommend citizens do to stay safe? Remember all, even if you may be at risk, you can host the virus asymptomatically and unknowingly transfer it to a more vulnerable individual. Yeah, so I think above all, I mean, most of us have been in this for eight months now, coming on a year, and... You know, we, we see the end of the finish line. The vaccine should be rolled out pretty soon. So I think as much as you can, just try to avoid gatherings. Um, being that it's colder outside, it's a lot tougher to gather outside. So pretty much just trying to avoid that. That's what I've been trying to do with my friends. And just know that if we stay safe, we'll be able to see each other in the spring and the summer mm-hmm. um, once things are definitely cleared up. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people saying, don't gather this Christmas or Hanukkah or just winter season so we can gather the next. You have been keeping up with the ski resort updates more than I have. What have you seen that they recommend or require? Yeah, so it's pretty tough. I mean, um, you see the perspective of the ski resorts. They really just want to stay in business and so they're trying to take as many people as they can given the state guidelines, but really they haven't done that much. They just, you know, make cap the capacity at the resort and tell everybody to wear masks which um, because of you know there hasn't been that much of restriction on mask usage and social distancing um, definitely caused some problems at the resort unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Have there been any rules for like the specific type of mask you can use because I bet a lot of people will want to wear those sort of bandana type ones that go over your neck to stay warm but those actually don't keep you safe or others safe yeah that's a good point um really there isn't very strict mask restriction at all um especially they're not telling people um what kind of mask they can wear so yeah the couple times i've been up i have unfortunately seen people just wearing those thin masks ball clothes that really don't do much mm-hmm. i predict that People will probably flock to the snowy outdoor resorts more than ever before as they're sick of quarantining. How are resorts planning to contend with the crowds? We've addressed masks, but this may be economically beneficial, but I'm concerned with the physical consequences. Yeah, so something they've done this year is um, implemented a reservation system online. So they um, cap the amount of people that can be at a resort. And so you actually have to reserve the days that you want to ski in advance and so that helps the resort know exactly how many people um, will be uh, on the mountain that day and also helps um, the people know that they're not going to drive up there and get turned around that they actually Mm. um, know that they have a spot on the mountain 
That's good to know. And adding on, even if you are skiing far apart from one another, what about the lines at the chairlift? Do you think this is safe? Yeah, so um, I mentioned that I've been up a couple times. And as you, as you said, skiing down and in between chairlifts really isn't an issue. But once you get in the line, um, that's where, especially if the lines build up, you know, you're, you're there for a more prolonged period of time and close proximity to people. So um, it's definitely tough. And I think the resorts are learning a lot um, from the early season days and some of the busy days they've had the past weekend or two and realizing that maybe the uh, cap they had on their reservations was actually too much because the Saturdays and Sundays, the lines did get a, a bit long and people were waiting for a while, which is not what you want during a pandemic, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, that sounds pretty similar to the normal season. Mm. The CDC announced that exhales released from heavy breathing individuals, such as those exercising, can spread a distance of 20 feet. How do you suggest individuals cope with this risk? I predict a lot of people will probably want to take their masks off once they're skiing and not just on the chairlift. Mm. Um, so, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, um, it's tough. I think taking your mask off while you ski is definitely um, much needed. It is, is fine, in my opinion, because there's so much space out on the mountain and, you know, you're social distancing uh, normally. Yeah, that's good. I have seen some people wear, like, KN95s, N95s, if they have them, in the lift lines, mm -hmm. and that's something you can do. What I've done is um, I have a pretty high-quality mask that has, like, a a filter for particulates and smoke and whatnot. So I throw that on and I actually throw a thin mask over that so I'm kind of mm -hmm. doubled up. I think that with goggles on in the line, you feel pretty safe. Mm -hmm. And once you get on the lift, if you know, you're spread out or no one's on the lift with you, or once you're skiing, you, you can take it off, I think. Oh, that's good to hear. And I'm glad that you mentioned the goggles because um, I saw something on the news where COVID was found that it can actually transfer not just through the respiratory system, but through um, your eyes. Mm. And someone caught that through going on a plane. Um, so keeping your goggles on is good with or without COVID, really. Um, so we've been a bit on the negative side in regard <laughs> to COVID cases. Economically, are the ski supply shops and resorts benefiting from these sales and season passes? Uh, how would you and I, as avid skiers, be affected by this? Have prices gone up or anything? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, I don't know if I can answer that completely. Um, an interesting um, response to that, though, is backcountry skiing has actually hit a boom this year because so many people know that they won't necessarily be able to go to the resorts because of COVID and restriction policies and reservation systems. And then also... You know they're not really working and they're working online so they have a lot of time to be able to get out during the week and go backcountry skiing and so i was reading today in the seattle times that some of the local guiding systems and um, organizations that offer avalanche safety this is the most um, signups they've seen for their courses wow. since maybe the 1980s so in that aspect i think uh, economically they're doing really well I'm not totally sure about the resorts, to be honest. I'd imagine mm -hmm. they're losing money. Some companies like Icon Pass, which is this type of season pass that applies to every resort, 
heard of it. Maybe the Epic Pass as well. I bet their sales have gone up um, because so many people wanted to buy these passes in advance because they give you more access to the reservation system and ability to book farther in advance. Hmm. So it's definitely probably a two-edged sword. Yeah. I bet. Um, thanks for answering that. I know you don't like work in the ski business, but it's good <laughs> to hear that. Speaking of boom in sales, you talked about ski courses. Do you know anything about those? I know you're not really participating in those yourself, but have you seen? Do you know how those are working? Yeah, like whether they're online or in person. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think they're still doing a decent amount uh, in person. I know that online they have. Kind of online lectures you can do for avalanche safety oh, cool. um, which is good but unfortunately a lot of that you really do have to do in person because mm-hmm. a lot of it's like you know shoveling the snow and me- measuring the snowpack and stuff like that which you can't like i said you kind of have to do in person mm-hmm. well that's all the time we have today thanks for working with me connor i think this information is just what the angsty public needs to hear yeah yeah hopefully you know, people can get out this winter and have some fun mm-hmm. and stay safe. Yeah. Um, it's going to be busy, but I think we can all do our part, for sure. For sure. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the fall-winter exclusive podcast, The Fireside Broadcast. If you want to hear more of Connor, other special guests I feature, and myself, tune in every Sunday at 11 a.m. on 88.9 The Bridge, or listen anytime on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms for content. Happy holidays. I'm your host, Katherine Grady. Stay safe and cozy.